coming up, we're going to talk about eight things at Universal Orlando that we think need to get on out of here. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 193 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host today, Craig Williams. I'm also joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino Clavin. Hello. The Mr. Rhino Clavin, that is. The Mr. Yes. Mr. Mr. Manager. Get me out of here. That's a fun little... uh, You know that Mr. Mr. Lady? (laughs) I think I just killed her. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, already. Hey, I, well, no, I, I think that was a Universal movie, actually, if I um, remember. I believe it was, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it actually, it actually was, so this all fits in line. Welcome yeah. to this week's episode. <laughs> what were you going to say? Happy Madison, but I realized that was the name of his production company, because those were his two big movies there yeah. for a second. Yeah. yeah, it's very clever what he did there. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Okay, so welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Uh, we have a fun one for you. This is more of a, just a little bit of a throwaway episode, uh, not in a bad way. It's just uh, we, uh, we're still riding high on Halloween Horror Nights right now. We don't have anything really to add extra into it at this current moment. Maybe we'll talk about it in a few minutes here. Um, uh, we, we do have more planned alongside Halloween Horror Nights, so we have at least one show that we're trying to get recorded that's from a uh, from the teen perspective of going to Halloween Horror Nights. But uh, once I got sick and all that stuff, it kind of threw off the scheduling. Otherwise, we'd already have that one for you. But it'll it'll we'll try to make it happen before the end of the event, at least. But Rhino, do you have any updates on your house list after after last week's show? Because we did go on Wednesday night and we got a we got a decent chunk chunk done. I don't know what a chuck is, but we did get a decent a chuck done. Chucky. Okay. Um, no, I don't think so. Just that um, I continue to dislike um, Seeds of Extinction, and I continue. I I I think Carnival Graveyard. I don't care for it either. I like the idea, and I like the the effort behind it, but this character is kind of like ruin it for me a little bit. I don't really I don't really like the steampunky weird. Well, they're just I don't they're it. just dilapidated carnival workers. So you're throwing steampunk around. They're a wearing bit. a lot of masks. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's steampunk is I would go over to the Roach Factory if you were trying to uh yeah. sorry, Roach Emporium. <laughs> but uh no, it's I I will actually say that uh I attended a couple times this past week just to do it and Unfortunately for me, Slaughter Cinema is starting to fall a little bit lower. Oh, no. It is turning into a really bad hit or miss situation. Uh, mm. Since the first night, the people that I was with, too, have confirmed. I don't know if it's just the timing, everything, or if it's the scare actors, whatever. No one seems to be seen in uh, the kids' section. The, oh, with the baby? The 
the uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the girl that's jumping onto the bear with its head off. The bear head has been sitting on the floor of that stage. Oh, wait. The, but the bear isn't there? Yeah. That's like the best part. I the, know. The girl like biting the bear's neck. Yeah. That hasn't, that hasn't, no one that I've gone with, I, I don't know in general, but no one I've gone with has seen that since the very first weekend. And uh, does the princess girl come out? Yes. On the side, and the other one come out of the kitchen? Yeah, and then okay. there's the photo booth that drops down. So that one's what? very hit or miss, yeah. I, I still haven't even seen that one. Yeah. So. Uh, but but it's not just that room. It's There's multiple where it's you can walk through an entire room without getting a single scare. Yeah. And that's just not super acceptable. Like, I know, I know you're not going to scare people as much because they're going to be seeing it coming in front of you. But ultimately, that's not a scary house. That's a fun house. So you want to see the people. You want to see them in the movies that they're in. Like, it, it's not been great. So that one's kind of fallen down for me. Carnival Graveyard did start to, to make its way up a little bit on my list. I had a really good run through there the other night. So and started now that I went through there without a camera in my eye or anything, I started to to look for all the little props and stuff. So like, you know, found all the, the frog, the fidget, the, I, the frog's very blatantly <laughs> obvious to see. I even had video of it in my video too. Uh, but you did, you did take a long time with the video of the frog in your Well, I, I showed it to my grandparents while I was home this last weekend. And cause my mom's telling me that frog was like custom made for Edible railroad. And I was like, well, somebody's got another one somewhere, so I don't know. It, it's it's very cool, but uh, it's but then like the a lot of people started posting about it in the lights on tours and stuff. But like, there's two of the fidget spinners from uh, Bill and Ted's last year that are hidden away in there. Oh. So I still haven't. I know where the dueling dragon sign is. I still haven't been able to spot it. Uh, I found the run sign. From mm. the run house a couple of years ago, so like there's there's a there's a lot of lot to find as you're going through there, and I think that's what that what may, that's what makes this house better. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of the two that that stuck out to me. Oh, the rain it's is starting to downpour here. Down. Hey, that happened out of nowhere. That did. So uh, hopefully you won't find it too distracting. Uh, if anything, it's going to make our voices more soothing than ever. I'll, I'll play Enya in the background again today. Uh, no, we we do not need that again. But I, please, please, for the love of all, almighty, just don't play it. But yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> that. those were the two that stuck out for me. Uh, Seeds of Extinction, still beautiful. I want I Halloween think. to be better. Yeah, I. That's the one I'm hoping like I go through and it'll get better. Halloween wait times have been ridiculous. Yeah. It seems like everyone is just walking straight there as soon as they get in the park, which I understand. It is now technically the first thing you see, um, but you know that's uh, that's great. I did not think it would be that much of a success, but it seems to be doing well in the area it's in. Poltergeist is still delivering every single night. Oh, so good. Uh, we had a good run through when we went through. We did, and then week. I had a, another good run through on Sunday. Uh, Stranger Things is, I think, that might creep up a spot on my list. Scary Tales is still awesome as yeah, ever. Excellent. Even that though, 
noticing some cast issues with that too people not not being in there but well we had we we had like a half half walkthrough yeah. like it was really strong in the beginning and by the time we got to the second half nobody was popping out when we went last week and i i mean i can just flat out say our strategy is we go for stay and scream do as much as we can and then take off so i don't know if it's a lot of times that we're just seeing the first cast like too early that, in the night yeah too yeah. early in the night so but you know what you have to take that into consideration that uh some people might try that are going there only have one night they're gonna have that same plan of attack go early hit as much as they can and get out but uh overall i'm still very pleased with the event but uh we're gonna we're gonna not talk about halloween horror nights now for the rest of this episode unless it randomly comes up for some reason and instead we're going to talk about the eight things that we think need to go away from universal orlando so uh all attraction based but there's one that's more of a land than an attraction i think you can already guess that up front and no we're not talking about the universal studios music plaza stage as rhino (laughs) wanted to do but i I, mean i like the concerts there well it's just a massive space that has nothing that's all it is a massive space that has nothing but it is great queue area for halloween horror nights and if that space wasn't there how else would we get our yearly fix of a couple great artists and then other ones that we just don't understand where would the bare naked ladies perform in orlando where would daughtry perform i'm i still bring up daughtry i don't think he's played the event in like i think he's only played it once yeah i was gonna say i was like (laughs) kelly clarkson come on it was just because uh like Corey and julie were obsessed with daughtry for some reason and just to think that anyone's ever obsessed with Daughtry in my mind is like the most hilarious thing ever. So uh, that, that's why I always jump to that. But yeah, Music Plaza stage isn't one of them. But we are going to talk about the ones that we think uh, are no longer viable, not viable, relevant, kind of relevant, just need to move on from mm, mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. Universal. And we're going to kick off the list with our number eight. And this one is an asterisk. Uh, to it because we don't necessarily think that the attraction area needs to change, but just that we would be okay with the attraction moving on to greener pastures. And that is the Simpsons ride. Just the ride, because I want it to still be Simpsons based, but I am, you know, the, that back to the future building has really played itself out in that ride. I feel like does give people a lot of motion sickness and i think the the video and like the ride is hilarious but i just think that i i don't know i get it that it was crusty land and that's supposed to be the whole theme and everything but i almost i just i want it to be like a new adventure or maybe just like spruce it up or give me an overlay or give me a give me a treehouse a horror thing for halloween horror nights no it's definitely uneven at uh, throughout it so i i love the queue for it mm-hmm. i think it's amazing the video loop that they play i can never get tired of that uh i i just really enjoy it and then once you get up into the rooms once you're off the awful walkways and all that and ramps going up if you have to go up uh when, once you get into the next room for like the pre-show i enjoy all the little gags and everything happening in there and then the next pre-show video before you actually board your ride vehicle is awesome too and then i do like the video for the ride but it is getting worn out. Yeah. So it's that technology just isn't working. And it's a shame because those are big IMAX screens up there. Uh, it would be great if they could like even make kind of a calmer video, not as, not as frantic, and do more of a soaring style thing with those IMAX screens instead of 
the the rows of ride vehicles sitting on the ground instead like bringing people up and just blatantly stealing disney on that but it just the ride vehicles do move up don't they they yes they move up out of it but they're still then simulator cars the same way that like you're you're in an open like uh like despicable me okay I'm, I mean, I'm talking, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I just, I was confused. I'm talking about the actual like being up off the ground, knowing it with your legs dangling, dangling not yeah. sitting, not sitting in a car that is just easily, conveniently raised up, yeah, into the air. Not like that. Like, yes, it raises up on a platform into the IMAX screens, yeah, but it's like you're still just sitting down in it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Is like change the ride style completely change all the vehicles in there but i would i would actually if i could change it to something keeping it still in simpsons i would like to see it go the route of more like cat in the hat and see it be like a frantic dark ride yeah that would be cool i think i think some cool um simpson animatronics would be really out of this world i'd be into that i'd be yeah. you know i i don't know I would like that. I feel like it would actually be truer to the series than the video currently is. Because the video, like the animation style in the video, it's also – there's a disconnect when you're watching this video. Because the whole idea is that you're supposed to be there with them. And, like, I feel like it works when there are physical things. But when you're watching a screen, you're very aware, okay, I'm watching a cartoon. Yeah. So I'm with you, though. I feel like a nice blend of animatronics, even incorporating video screens into it would still work. But uh, it just... I, I, it eats up people, but I don't think it's it's worth the space that it's taking up because that is a massive building, for sure. But next on our list is another one. I, I would say we would put kind of an asterisk on it because it it needs to go in what it currently is, but we still like the concept behind it, and that's the uh, Universal Orlando's horror makeup show. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I like the idea of still having the. I, I always I mean I wanted to go to school for special effects makeup so it like lured me in with promise and then delivered cheesy gags that I I think are were fine for what they are but we kind of like moved past that sort of a thing I feel like in in theme parks or something I I'd like it if it was a legitimate like this is how we do this sort of a thing and not just like two people that have no idea what they're talking about doing it but yeah I, you know I I don't know I. I want there to be a celebration of that sort of a thing in the park, but at the same time, like this show as it stands is, I think it's time has come. Yeah. I, I love the concept behind universal has this huge background in the horror industry. And we're going to show you how, how these things were made. I just don't like the execution of it. It's that they feel like they have to dumb it all down for us to, to really, get it like yeah there's cool moments where they show you how things were done but then we have to throw in pop culture jokes in the background and i don't blame the actors they are literally just playing their roles and i think they do great with the material they have to work Mm. with uh so i would just say that off the bat it's just the entire show as a whole uh no longer it doesn't feel like it it fits in the park anymore. And it's sad because I do love the concept. I loved the show the first time I saw it. And it just, even in the past eight years, seven years now, it has not aged well. No. In my opinion. So, uh, and remember, it's been around since the very start of the park. Yeah. So, it's, uh, it, it's probably time for 
for it to go in that sense. But if they could just keep the same spirit of the show, that would be that would be amazing. But or even expand it, make it more like the special special effects stage show out in Hollywood, which I think is yeah, superior be cool. because yeah. that goes into blue screen then and goes into how their CGI movies are made. It just it expands on it. It's a little bit more informational and less just stupid moments. It mm-hmm. still has its dumb moments. Don't get me wrong, but less of them. But that will move us into now our list of pretty much definitively things that need to go. And uh, we'll start with number six. And that's the one of the attractions. I think it's so bad it's good. But its time is up now that Sinbad is gone. And that is Poseidon's Fury. Yeah. I think I think this whole area just needs to, when you're, the rest of your theme park is all still cult, pop culture relevant stuff that you have one that's kind of a... It's not like it's not like we don't know what Sinbad. It, well, some people probably don't, but you know, it's the only one that doesn't have any root in modern pop culture, I guess, yeah. in like nowadays. And so, it kind of feels like you get to that area and you're like, eh, this is where the budget was cut. Even though they have amazingly like beautiful giant statues everywhere, and I think the area looks great. It's just one of those where it's like. It it doesn't resonate. I feel yeah. like with the way it should. Well, I, I think about the amazing theming that is the building itself. It is a beautiful area to stand mm-hmm. in and just and just kind of look at it in awe. But then once you think about it, you can literally place all of Flight of the Hippogriff in the area from where the queue starts to where you get back and to enter the building, yeah. which there's still queue once you go inside of there too. So just think about that in terms of how much space you're wasting. And then that building is also massive. And I'm not saying there aren't fun elements of the show. Like, I I love the water tunnel. It's, it's a cool little effect as you're walking through there. And the final room is just a pure energy, pure cheese yeah. all throughout. But high energy at the same time, too. But it just, I, I, it doesn't. It doesn't fit in with what Universal is anymore, and I, I think this is inevitably on the chopping block. It's just when it's actually going going to disappear from from our world, and you know, with Sinbad going, maybe it's sooner than later, but uh, inevitably, I think I think its time has run out. Mm-hmm. I agree. Cool. Uh, moving on to irrelevant things uh, that don't fit in. We have number five on the list, Fear Factor Live. Oh, God, get it out of here. I've, I've always never really liked this thing. I don't really like Fear Factor to begin with. That's the thing. Like, I get the idea of a show that people can participate in and do stuff, but I just, I don't know. I don't want to watch somebody eat bugs or whatever they do in there. And it just, it's such a big area that could be put to such better use. Like, I get during Halloween Horror Nights, it does provide an area for stage and stuff like that, but. Imagine if that weren't there and we'd get another house instead or something. Or maybe there's another attraction or they want to expand Harry Potter a little bit further out. Like, yeah. you know, the, it, it just feels like it's, I mean, maybe it isn't big enough to put anything there because it is just a stadium. But um, I don't know. I just, it's, I, I feel like I don't know if it's ever actually operating and I don't know. I Even if it wasn't a stadium, I still feel like they could do anything with that area they could add in dining they could they could do something else right in that section that i think would would 
fit in a little bit better. So yes, the this, the stadium ultimately does provide a purpose. It's for Halloween Horror Nights especially. So right now we have Academy of Villains Cyberpunk happening in there and and that that's great and all as we said last week when we talked about it, I still don't necessarily believe that Academy of Villains needs to be in that show. We we flat out said that part of the part of the intrigue of watching it was being in like right up close to the stage standing watching them up on a pedestal dancing it's just it's it's harder to get that same feeling and emotion so if they don't ever plan on bringing back a bigger stage show for the event i don't know that i don't know that it's quite is it's quite as necessary and kind of and honestly for this year's academy of villains show while i i enjoyed it and i thought it was it was a lot of fun uh, they technically with no hurricane issues happening so far, thank goodness, knock mm-hmm. on wood somewhere. Yes. Uh, they could have built a lot of the stuff that they need for this on a stage like they did the first year and it wouldn't have really impacted. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they could have had the same show on a temporary stage. It's just when a hurricane comes in and ruins everything, that's, that's quite an issue, but I, I don't think that's a yearly thing that we have to worry about. It hasn't been something that we've really had to worry about the past five years. No, just, I was going to say that that one that just happened was like the first one in the 10 years I've lived here. Yeah. It was I, like a tropical storm other than that once. So. Yeah, we had the year before that, we had a little minor blip that everyone thought was going to be bad and was like 12 hours later was for Orlando, at least, was nothing intense. So ultimately, I don't feel like the Fear Factor Live Stadium is being utilized uh, to, to its potential. Because I, I would love to just see them clear that out and plop in another restaurant or something else. Just anything. Anything but that. So it doesn't, it doesn't need to be an attraction. But it could house something like a Storm Force Acceleron-sized attraction mm-hmm. or a Kang and Kodo size. So there are still options within that as well. So uh, we'll, we'll have to see. But ultimately, fear is no longer a factor for us. Ooh. Okay, and, and number four, uh, this one could be a little controversial with some, but we have Doctor Doom's Fearfall, and uh, of course, this is over in Islands of Adventure, and it is the tower, the multiple towers that shoot you up in the air to try to uh, extract your screams and terror, Monsters Inc. style for Doctor Doom. Monsters. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, yeah, this sort of a ride, like, I am not, like, offended that it's there. I'm not like, oh, I can't believe they have this type of an attraction here. It's just very simple and basic. And, you know, it's sandwiched between one of the best roller coasters they have and one of the, or some may argue is one of the best roller coasters in Orlando. Um, I will not make that argument. But, um, and then what I think is one of the best theme park attractions anywhere, Spider-Man. And, like, then you've got just this ride that shoots you up and brings you down. And you're like, what? Like what I feel like in this day and age where we where we it's been more than solidified that people love superheroes, people specifically love Marvel superheroes like you could you could have something a little more involved going on here, maybe something that's a little more appealing to people like I mean, I get the idea of having stuff that makes is thrilling, but I don't know I yeah. just for me, it's just kind of like you got some space right there, why not do something a little more creative yeah i I completely agree, so I I think it's it's a bold choice uh, to 
they, they obviously don't want to give up the rights to include the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom in their parks. So uh, that's that's all obviously a big reason why but they, they got the keep, cafe. I, yeah, but I mean, it's I, I'm not saying it can't be Fantastic yeah. Four. Just make it something else. Yeah, and I, I think that's the ultimate issue. And part of it goes along with. Uh, with Spider-Man, it's still an amazing attraction, but every time I walk into that queue, immediately it's like, God, why can they not update this? Like, mm-hmm. I, I get the comic style, and it fits in with that, but it just it looks worse and worse every time I go through it. And then the attraction itself is amazing, but then when you have Doctor Doom's Fearfall, it's essentially, it's essentially that Spider-Man queue. Just a, a little bit better than that, thank goodness. But it's not great. It doesn't match the actual attraction of Spider-Man. It doesn't mm-hmm. man. It, it doesn't match the queue that they built for the Incredible Hulk when it reopened. Uh, it just doesn't. It doesn't fit. And then the attraction itself, I just, it's over almost before it starts. Like you just shoot up and then yeah. you bounce down. And I think it's great for regional theme parks, that type mm-hmm. of attraction. I don't think it has a place anymore in universal. That's supposed to be above and beyond with technology. Yeah. So that's why I would include it on the list, but yeah, you, you can't get rid of the fantastic four characters. So that's a, that's a big holdout. Make Disney suffer as much as possible. <laughs> so number three, uh, one of the newer attractions to to come out at Universal Orlando, at Universal Studios Florida, that just absolutely needs to go. And that, of course, is Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon. Oh, Lord. I just don't. I like, we've said it before on the show, I like the building. I like what they did with the space. I think the queue is great. I think like having an area to go in and be able to cool off and do that stuff is so superior to the attraction. There's got to be a thing where the guest... Um, <clears throat> I forget. We heard this about Disney once. Is that when an attraction is open and it, and uh, an attraction can become so bad that it actually affects guests' feedback for the day when it's open will be more negative than if it were closed. I feel like Jimmy Fallon is one of those types of attractions where the the feedback from guests will be more positive if they never experienced it than when they do. I don't have that feedback. I'm. I'm going to go ahead and be the optimist on this one. I'm going to say people actually do enjoy the attraction. Uh, They either find Jimmy Fallon to be charming and his humor is hilarious, or they they do actually like the ride for what it is and the style of the ride. My issue is... It's really it's it's just in a bad shape when I don't like the queue itself, as we said, is great. I don't even need to go upstairs anymore. Like I (laughs) walking, you have to get through for the carnival graveyard area like that. You have to go to enter that house. You have to go through the start of race through New York starring Jimmy Fallon. And you like, you walk past the, the big photos of all the people who've hosted the tonight show and stuff. And you're like, Oh gosh, I, yeah, I really like this downstairs section. Mm-hmm. I like the museum aspect of it. It's done everything else after that is kind of unnecessary yeah. and not needed. And it's just, but I, I, we're definitely in the minority on that. We we both appreciate television and good television and the history of television as well as movies and all of that. And it just seems like almost a slap in the face. Like we're gonna we're gonna 
bare bones it, but deliver you some cool stuff downstairs. And then we're going to deliver one of the worst attractions we've ever made for you right upstairs. I just wish you were in the vehicle that he's in or something like that. Like they made this video that would have been better suited as an actual cart attraction, like on an Omni mover or something and not in I get it. I get we're the theme. In the I get audience. who was like, yes, we're in the audience and we're watching it. But Lord, was no one like, this is boring. <laughs> like, uh, Yeah. That's, I, you, 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 I feel like we're just watching him do his thing, the cool stuff, and we're just sitting there being like, ah, funny. Yeah. Cool. There's a shark. Great. We're on the moon. Cool. I'm, I'm right there with you. So it's, uh, I feel like when Universal goes through a revitalization after they get rid of some of the other attractions we talked about that have uh, no longer a lot of relevance there anymore, I, I think this one will eventually be thought thought of. So too bad for Jimmy Fallon. I know he, he probably loves it. So that moves us on to our number two attraction, and that is also at Universal Studios Florida, and that is Shrek 4D. So the uh, great Blu-ray bonus feature that's brought to life on a big screen, (laughs) on a big moving platform. You can watch what happens right after Shrek, but before Shrek 2 and Shrek 3 and Shrek 4. Forever after. Okay. Or something like that, yeah. (laughs) I I was more or less looking at you to make sure that I ended at 4 and it didn't go on to 5. Oh, well, you're forgetting all the holiday specials, too. But it's it's fine. It's whatever. So, so just just to reiterate, it only happens right after. Immediately after Shrek 1, but before all of the other things. So, a very necessary sequel. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to understand how what happened between Shrek and Shrek 2. Mm-hmm. At least from my perspective. But uh, this attraction, uh, obviously, as we just mentioned, theater-based. Right as soon as you enter into the park, it's it's just on your right. So uh, not necessarily a huge show building, but big enough that they can take down an entire theater to place a Halloween Horror Nights house in. So you have to think about it from that perspective. And that's something that could maybe uh, force their hand to keep this around a little longer than before uh than they were ever intending but ultimately it just it, it needs to go shrek shrek is still a part of like the universal's holiday parade but the fact that like universal cinematic celebration debuts and is showcasing all of the experiences that you can have throughout the park and the most we got from Shrek is the, the theme song. music uh, leading into the DreamWorks section that then features that features How to Train Your Dragon, Kung Fu Panda, and and, and trolls. So it just you know we we don't have it on paper or anything that it's it's on its way out. I know other people probably do and have been talking about it for a while, but uh, I'm still I'm still on the theory that uh, I think. I think this one, it's it's probably, it's days are numbered. I think we're getting How to Train Your Dragon soon. Listen, and it's not like I don't like the video. I, I actually think the movie in there is funny. And I love John Lithgow, so anytime he's yeah. involved in anything, I'm pretty happy. Especially you know, as a ghost. Yeah, and so I, I you know, it, it's just kind of one of those where its day has come and gone. Because like you said, it's readily accessible to be watched while I'm at my home. So yeah. it doesn't make it a special thing to experience in a theme park. And... Like, this is from a time when 3D movies were not back on the rise again. And, you know, I know now they're on the way out again. But, like, it's it's not 
I can go to a 40x cinema and have a better experience than I can at Shrek 4D. Yeah. You know, so it just it's it's dated and it's it's over with. You know, yeah. move on. No, I, I completely agree. So I think I have a feeling that after the Potter coaster opens up uh, over at IOA, that maybe what is the Potter coaster supposed to be? Can we talk about that for two seconds? It's going to be a fun family coaster. Yeah, but where? what's that building it's going into? Uh, is that the Ministry of Magic? No. I, okay. No, it all takes place on the in, in and around Hogwarts on, in the Forbidden Forest. Okay. So it, it's it, all in there. All right. I saw a photo, and it definitely goes into some sort of building. Yeah. And that's why I was like, what is that building? The big so. speculation at first was that that was going to be like the Great Hall, and you were going to bust out of there. But uh, now that they released a Pottermore photo the other day. It's, it appears to be like dilapidated and falling apart and crumbling. So oh, like an old uh, building, yeah. old school building. So it feels more like it's just going to be a, a random abandoned building, but you're still going to go through the, the forbidden forest and all that. It's going to have the high tech, uh, it's going to have the, like you go up and you do a stop and then you go backwards. It's going to have one of the, the, track switches where it actually you stop and then it goes up or drops down Ooh. i think it drops down uh it's gonna be very very cool so yeah. okay sorry no 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 no. i just saw a photo and i was thinking about it the other day because yeah. they saw the thing that looks like it's they're building hagrid's hut yeah. and stuff so yeah no i i wish i could talk more about it but i have a i have a friend who is currently on the project so i can't really divulge anything that i've heard of course i haven't heard anything because if you were working on a project like that you wouldn't share any secrets so also you don't have friends <laughs> and i don't have but friends. jan you don't have any friends <laughs> but i i did retweet that funko so i could get a george glass <laughs> <laughs> funko pop but that leads us to our number one finally and this is you i mentioned a land and i'm finally ready to say it and that is woody woodpecker's kid zone with another asterisk because i love throwing in those asterisks this one does not include et uh that is with the that is with the idea that E.T. is being absorbed into Hollywood, which was what everyone expected when we all thought that Animal Actors, Fievel's Playland, A Day in the Park with Barney, Curious Day, uh, Curious George, Day in the Park with – whatever. They're all blend, <laughs> blending all of them together. But uh, everyone thought that this was a for sure thing with Nintendo, but then the plans kept changing. I mean it was a for sure thing at one point that this was going in this area and then uh, just didn't happen and all these plans changed. But this area is literally awful. It's, it's so, so bad. I just don't, it, it doesn't really, it feels like it's one of those things where maybe for like little kids, they'll like it. Um, but again, like the Barney show, uh, you've got the, uh, the five old area. Yeah. It's just, it's like, it's, a, you're going to end up, it, you, you're not at Sesame place. You know, you're not at in, in Pennsylvania. It's not that type of a theme park experience. And it kind of almost like traps parents over there well, i yeah. get that you want stuff that's all age group but it's not there i think great family entertainment can be good for both children and parents yeah. and i don't think that that area is very representative of that yeah and i'm not saying that kids don't know about barney i'm sure some do out there yeah, and everybody knows curious um, george you yeah. read the books you know exactly uh five that one is definitely a stretch animal actors they should know about five has bad parenting if they don't yeah you heard me say it i don't necessarily agree with that i 
I think we have an appreciation for those movies because we grew up on them. Yeah, uh, but American Tale. Don Bluth movies are not always the easiest to get through, uh, despite the fact that they they were successes for their time. But I feel like I've, time has changed for sure. Uh, but but I can't change time. And uh, yeah, Kid Zone's just not there anymore. It's and I do understand too the need for a kid friendly area yeah. that kids can go and run around in these places. But again, when you see what Universal can do with a kid friendly area, like over in Hollywood with the super silly fun yeah, land, minions area. it is just frustrating to be like, okay, but this is what we have. And it it feels almost like an insult to kids too. Like you'll be okay with this because you can run around and you don't deserve anything that's new and relevant and parents were also going to make you suffer through it too i mean they have illumination they should start putting the properties over there or something like that i understand that they might want to do that in islands of adventure but it's like you could easily have the parade float that they use from secret life of pets could come out somehow come out over there you know all that sort of stuff could be over there there could be like a grinch workshop over there you know you've got all the minion movies i understand the minion attraction is on the other side of the park but that's just oh, how it goes, you know? But I, I think about the Curious George section, and I think about how easily that could start to be theme, rethemed to Secret Life of Pets. And I think about how the day in the park with Barney could be rethemed, again, into, like, maybe a puppet show with well, the, Secret, the Life Secret Life of Pets. Of pets yeah. or, or, like we've talked about on another episode, randomly doing doing something with Sing and doing, like, oh, you're watching... Like then Actually, do that, come in and do their tryouts exactly. or something. Yeah. So I, I think there's a lot of options to, to retheme that area with that. It's just, it, it's got to happen eventually. So my mom said the other day that Sing is one of her favorite animated movies. And I was like, how often have you watched that mom? Cause I saw it in the movie theater with you and I'm like, I think she just really likes the music. I, I just yeah. thought I'd throw that out there. And I, I remember even being like, excuse me. <laughs> like, but anyway, Hey, Good for Sandy. If yeah, if yeah, if you haven't seen it, I would recommend seeing it. I do enjoy it. However, I I wouldn't be so bold as to say that <laughs> it's uh you know in terms of the all time classics, you have Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, you have <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, and then Sing and Sing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. I'm a koala bear. <laughs> Exactly. So perfect. So that is our list of the eight things we think currently need to be changed. Go at Universal Orlando. We want to hear what you have to say about our list and also about uh, what you would add to your list if we miss something or if you think we should take something off of ours. And of course, the best way to do that is if you're watching this on YouTube, go down to those comments below. And that's where you can you can engage and interact with us, because even if we're not always answering back, I promise you, I am reading every single thing that you post at all times time so just do it no harm in it and uh yeah so please do that there but otherwise thank you so much to everyone out there for lost listening and watching this thank you rhino for having this discussion with me mm, thank you for i'm buying sing on blu-ray right now there you go <laughs> you have that so uh for everyone out there who watched this on youtube of course also hit that subscribe button already told you how to comment below but then also hit that thumbs up button for us we'd like to see a thumbs up if you're listening to this on itunes of course you can always subscribe rate and review us all of that will help and i didn't mention that if you need more information disunplug.com that is home of our show notes page for this show 
show and all the others on the Diz Home Plug podcast network. So you can find links to Facebook, email, Instagram, uh, so much more. Twitter as well, too. So DizUnplugged.com. So thank you once again to everyone out there for listening and watching to this. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. We'll be back with you next week for another one. But until then, remember, we still have yet to change the name. Thank <laughs> you.